Hey guys, welcome to Faz Radio, and happy Thanksgiving. How you doing, Mr. Titan? I am doing fantastic. How was your Thanksgiving? We are actually having our Thanksgiving tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> it just happened to happen this way, but that's what we're doing. So I just had a normal dinner. Very cool. And to wait for you to get home because you were doing Thanksgiving stuff. Yep. We, uh, my mom, we went to her house this year. We alternate uh, family houses. Christmas has never been a uh, issue with our families, me and my wife, that is, because everybody on my side of the family always celebrates it on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and her whole side of the family always celebrates it on Christmas Day. So we have had a wonderful time with that. But like Thanksgivings, we try and flip-flop every every year so that, uh, you know, nobody feels slighted and we get to see everybody on a very regular basis. So did you send out the announcement, sir? I did. All right. So, yes, we are live. We have some things to talk about today. Uh I think that nobody's really going to, not very many people are going to catch us live because we're broadcasting pretty late, but this is for those people all like on their way to work on Monday and stuff. We're going to talk okay. about Genesis Financial, Gemini, and dumbasses. And we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll let the dumbass part just hang out there because you guys need a reason to keep listening. That's our clickbait <laughs> title for today. You know, we... At first, I didn't, I didn't believe you with that talking about the clickbait. We kind of make light of it, but there hasn't been an episode yet where we have not actually addressed exactly what is in that clickbaity title. Cool beans. So, uh, let's see. So I lost some money. Well, I, I guess you could say I will lose some money because Genesis Financial. I think it's going to probably go under. Unless they can somehow pull a rabbit out of a hat. I had some there, money on, on Gemini Earn, and you did too. I did. And uh, it it has... Faz and I have had quite a few over the last 20 months discussions about Gemini. And especially that Earn program. Um. What, 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 what you my, should go back and, and tell, tell me of what you researched in the beginning, because you got me in on this Gemini urn long time ago. Yeah. So that's kind of where I was going to go. So when, when it all began, when it all began at the beginning, Faz gets me on the phone, basically tells me, uh, you're not getting off the phone with me until you get a crypto account. So uh, I went and I uh, took a look around and saw Gemini was registered in the state of New York, which to me was huge. Being a former financial planner, uh, I knew the state laws in New York were ridiculously restrictive and they do not play games when it comes to financial companies in New York. So when I saw that, and I saw the name recognition of the Winklevi. 
That was my very first exchange, and I signed up. He walked me through how to get onto a platform and how to make my first transaction. So um, I was exposed to Gemini, quite literally the first thing I did in the crypto world. And the EARN program came out a little bit later. Um, I was happy with Gemini, but they didn't have the ability to do um, automatic transfers from my bank account into uh, the exchange. And that turned me off. And so conversations went about. My next evolution, I went to Coinbase to do a lot of that. But I still use Gemini because I <clears throat> like the security of knowing that they were registered in New York. So that's the foundation of kind of where this all came from. So I'm a big fan of Gemini for, for that reason, not the Winklevi. Although it does bring some credence there because they've done very well. Anyway, um, fast forward uh, quite a few months from there. The Gemini Earn program had gotten a lot of, of press. And so I went and I poked around and I was like, wow, you know, this is a really good deal. I've got a lot of these shitcoin tokens. And a lot of these are listed on Gemini Earn with some really, really good return rates. And it was marketed to me um, as the, you know, hey, this is Gemini and, and you can... Uh, you know, be a part of this program, just put your, your tokens into this side program and leave them there. And as long as they're in there, um, you're, you're earning some interest and they have their GUSD, which is their stable coin. And I saw their stable coin in all these other platforms, like even Nexo, right? I, I have some stuff over at Nexo and, um, they accept GUSD and pay a uh, return. Well, did pay a return on it. They closed it to new deposits for U.S. people, of course, uh, since then. But uh, at the time, they, it was wide open. And I'm like, wow, this is like legit. You know, they're, they're a big player in this space. And I don't, we know that I'm the guy that picks everything apart, right? Well, I go through this and I'm researching this and nowhere did I bump into hey, we're sending your money off to what turns out to be Genesis Financial. It's probably in there in the fine print somewhere. We know we all scroll through those and yeah, 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 and just click the button. Um, so the, the marketing aspect of it did not glare at me. And I find, again, I do a lot of trust in that because of how tough New York is. They're big on disclosures. They're huge on disclosures. That's why I felt 100% confident that, that Gemini was doing this. They did a lot of marketing with, hey, everything at Gemini is backed one-to-one. -one, and they have the audits and their public audits. And it's all disclosed. And they have to file every three months with the state of New York. And yada. so there was a lot of trust in there. And I even talked with Faz. I was trying to convince him to put a certain sum of money into a certain part of Gemini Earn to generate some income and things like that. So uh, he had gotten some conflicting uh, uh, or dissenting 
comments from some other people about, hey, you don't want to stick your money in there. You know, they're likely, you know, not guaranteeing any of that. And my argument was, oh, this is Gemini. And all right. So, you, you know where this ends up, right? Um, I don't want to be too sends up with an email that here. I get it from getting from Gemini saying, so, Oh yeah, that money you put in there. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. So, so we fast forward to today and I had seen a few tweets from the, from the Gemini folks saying, Hey, you know, we have no exposure here, but we have a little exposure with Genesis financial. And I'm like, well, what the hell would you have over there? And so then Faz the other night gets this email, like he was saying, and I ended up getting the same email. I just didn't see it in time. Um, and it was like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, our Gemini Earn program is over at Genesis. Oh, by the way. So we're not sure we're going to see about, you know, getting those those assets back out of there. We're working on it. Nobody should be panicking at this point. So this, you're, you're basically saying, but before you go any further, there's stuff that might not have been so clear in their, their TOS or their, their long, you know, disclosures and stuff like that becomes crystal clear in times like now. They do. And here's the other part of it. All right. So the terminology. So they... There used to be, there's two terms. So the Gemini urn, and what's the other one called again? What what was that called? Staking? They called it the yeah, Grow it's called program. Grow. Well, they, they renamed it Grow right. later. It used to just be Earn. Grow is like within the last few weeks. They were like, hey, right. we got Earn or Staking. So the grow part is the staking, like for ETH and things like that. You can actually do the ETH staking through them. But anyway. Well, grow is their name for both of those things. Well, that's what I'm trying to get to, but you keep interrupting me. So I I look and I'm like, no, that's it's supposed to be Gemini Earn. And my I opened up Gemini and it said Gemini Earn program. And Faz opens it up and he says, well, no, mine says grow. And I'm like, they're two different programs, though. And he's like, I'm not so sure. So we start poking around, right? During this, I flip over to the help section in Gemini. And this is where Faz always uh, slaps me in the back of the head, literally and proverbially. Um, because when I go back from the FAQ, my Gemini urn is now called Gemini Grow. And I'm like, well, now what the fuck just happened there? It just, you know, so uh, the caching, of course, it it pulled up the the old caching that I had in there and it it still wasn't working like it should. So apparently, I, even with a search, it said Gemini Grow and Gemini uh, Earn are two separate things. And I'm thinking, I was trying to convince Faz in, in the, uh, what was it? The news channel, I think. You, you realize that you're explaining to these people that you're an old man and you didn't didn't get the story straight. But keep going, keep going. No, no. So it and I literally I showed it to fans. I'm like, no, see this this stuff over here is Gemini, and he's like, you do realize that we're in Gemini Grow. I'm like, no, we're in Gemini Earn. That's what I signed up for, and, and it doesn't say anything about Earn being part of this, right? So the more digging, the more digging, the more digging. It turns out 
they rebranded the part that they farmed out to Genesis as the Gemini Grow, and the Gemini Earn portion is the staking. So our non-due diligence of continually trying to keep up with Gemini, they switched a few things around, and we didn't know about it. So we've had our assets exposed to this Genesis part. And it could be significant to a lot of people out there because I'm sure we're not the only ones that probably partook in that. Um, so with that being said, uh, things change very rapidly. And what you get into uh, on these exchanges and the risks of, I guess, what these exchanges do with your money is something that has to be dug into very deeply before putting any assets into that. This has happened to Celsius, FTX, now well, Genesis. They, uh, well, they're, what you they know, do is they, they basically want to be like banks. Banks take your money and they rehypothecate your money and then they make money off of that. Now, crypto, of course, comes along because we all know that regular dollars is all fiat money. It's based on just a decree. We say it's valuable, therefore it is valuable. The full faith and faith and and uh, power of the United States is, you know, behind the the U.S. dollar. The might of the of its military and all that stuff. Yeah, that's nice. But they can they can print more U.S. dollars whenever they want. With Bitcoin, you can't do that. <laughs> so they still want to make money on it. So they started loaning it out to other people. And so the, so Gemini is like, Hey, I could make uh, you know, we could, we can give the users 10% return on this, on this money. And we'll take like a half percent. So all, all the user needs to do is put it in a special account and go give it to Genesis financial Genesis financial, by the way, give uh, keeps all their money in at the FTX exchange, why they wouldn't keep it at the Gemini exchange. I don't know. So they keep, they keep it at the FTX exchange. So, of course, when the FTX exchange goes under, so does Gemini. Or sorry, not Gemini. So does uh, Genesis Financial. And if you have anything in that earn program, then you start realizing, oh, this is why Gemini wanted to trans me to transfer the money to this earn account, even though it's in my same account. It's like transfer this to Gemini Earn with your account. Okay, so so you do that, and then to get it out of earn, you've got to wait like five days for it to be given back because Genesis Financial has to go sell stuff to give give you the money to give Gemini the money, and then they give it to you. So basically, they're doing what banks do, and banks fuck all this shit up left and right. So they're 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 just doing the same thing. It's it's kind of funny how crypto comes along and the how quickly it turns into the old system. Right. Well, and yeah, no. And, and there's, there's regulation, but there's not right. So you have even Gemini who I've praised even in this, this cast and I've expounded it to everybody in discord before, uh, you know, this is a very highly regulated uh, company, even though they voluntarily registered in New York for that very reason. Well, their money with is how regulated. Tight they are. 
their mm-hmm. money is regulated, not their partner. And that's that's the that's the real catch is, yeah, Gemini has to follow all these rules according to New York, whatever it is, but not who they do business with. Well, and and that was the point I was driving home to is you can trust Gemini a lot more uh, than any of their their partners, as you just said. And you, the problem is, is that I, I wouldn't. And let me rephrase that. Maybe not a problem. The the underlying uh, flag in your head when when that happens is should be you know are they doing something off the platform with it. Um, are, or is it right at Gemini, which they back one-to-one everything there. They're audited for that. Uh, they went through a little kerfuffle, uh, at the beginning of winter because they had to transfer more money into that program, uh, to satisfy the regulators. The earn program? No, the, uh, the Gemini reserves Okay. for how much they had issued. Um, so it, you can trust them a thousand percent if you do, but partners, you don't know sometimes where this, where the, where they're taking and, and putting that money once you put it into an interest bearing account. Like well, that. okay, wait, wait, let's, let's be clear. Um, Gemini is an exchange and then they have an earn program that you could put your money into. So if you have your, your money in Gemini, they have to follow these rules set by the state of New York, which happen to be the most stringent rules in the United States for crypto. Uh, what's the name of those rules, by the way? Uh, well, it depends. I don't know if if they have it on the bank side or if they have it on the financial side, but the financial regulators on both sides of that, uh, they have to be compliant with both of them. The banking laws are what the majority of what's on platform is down with now there so so whatever whatever the case is when gemini has your funds they have to comply with with some stringent regulations by the state of new york but if you transfer it to the earn program now it's not gemini anymore even though you're on gemini's site and that's your you you wind up transferring money to their partner and i'm sure that there's a tos that you click through to say gemini is not holding it genesis financial is well and and again that the illusion there i'm not saying they're scamming anybody don't take it that way but the illusion is there that everything is safe and they they harp on the everything is backed one to one and they trademarked, and it's on their trading interface. Their trademark phrase is "trust is our product." So, <laughs> it 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 really is something that you need to be aware of, and you you don't think that like Coinbase's and Gemini's and Binance's you don't. You hold them to a much higher level of trust almost automatically because of their size, where they are, their breadth of of and scope of what they do. And sometimes you you just click through and don't you don't pay attention. And that's where people get burned. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like, though, you still trust Gemini. You just probably don't like their earn program. Which doesn't that mean you shouldn't trust Gemini? 
Yeah, it 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 shouldn't flow through. So they have finally put. Uh, I noticed. I logged into Gemini while you were talking, and it says they have a warning now uh, warning. on their on their page, and it says Gemini earns service disruption. <laughs> and you 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 click on that, and it takes you to a page with lots of red letters. And it says, Gemini Earn Service Disruption. Gemini Earn deposits are currently unavailable. They are expected delays for in pro there are much expected delays for in-progress redemptions. Further updates to follow. Delays. Yeah. So delays, huh? Yeah. I I have a feeling that just just my speculation here that pretty much Genesis is like, fuck you, we're not paying you anything. Until we figure this out. And Gemini is like, yeah, Gemini is like, look, man, you need to give us the money. So there's probably some arguments going on there. What do I suspect? I suspect. I suspect Gemini will, will eat it if they have to, because I think they know they they will have to in order to keep customers. But it's not going to be pretty. I, I really can't, with all this other stuff going on, I can't see an exchange like Gemini turning around and saying, oh, well, sorry, you're out all of your deposits. That's just the way it is. I I can't see them doing that. The, the very fact that they're that they're telling the story, well, they're, they've had a couple emails about the subject. The very fact that they're now saying service disruption and making a big deal of it. Those those are the first steps to, to them stepping away and saying not our not our circus not our monkeys. I I I hope they don't do that. I really hope they don't do that. That will destroy a lot of uh, of the of the faith and trust that people have built up in them. I, I, I if I was a betting guy, I would put my satoshis on Gemini. Will will make good on it somehow. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I if I had to bet, I'd bet on that side of it. So if uh, if Gemini goes to bankruptcy, not Gemini, uh, Genesis Financial goes into bankruptcy. The very see the very fact that they have separate pages, a separate page, a separate area, and they mention it's a separate program and all that stuff. That sounds like stuff that their lawyer told them that hey, shit goes down. You want to make sure that the stuff is separate so you can back away from it if necessary. Um, so it sounds like there it's going forward with their worst case scenario plan, to be honest. Well, until they figure out what's going on and seeing if they're going to make if Genesis is going to make it through, if they're going to get funded, if they're uh, going to have anything left to pull out of there for people. Now, thankfully, I didn't have a ton in there because, uh, I, as I mentioned before, I don't keep more than $500 on any exchange. The only time there's more money on an exchange is if I'm literally dumping it in there, trading it, and then pulling it back out either to a hardware wallet or even a hot wallet. But I, I never leave anything on an exchange for more than you know the time it takes to make whatever I'm doing and pull it out. Um, uh, I've never trusted anything like that. And I've, you know, preached it on here and you've preached it on here. Um, 
my experiences, you leave only the minimums. I have $38 on Coinbase total. Uh, I have $382 on Gemini total. I have uh, $390 on BitTrue. Um, and the only other one I think I have assets on at this point is Kraken. Uh, I have my dot uh, staked over there. Yeah, I have a I'm bunch of dot over there too. I'm going to log into Kraken and see what they have to say. I haven't been there in a while while we're talking about this. That you can, I believe you can stake do. dot elsewhere, but they give you like 12% on dot if you stake it on Kraken. Yeah, they do. And um, you can even stake it in Ledger and get like 9%. Really? Yeah. Here's, here's, the, here's the rub on that, though. If you screw it up when you stake it, uh, you'll end up never being able to get your money out. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, that's, that's it's one no. of those... It, it's no, it's it's one of those things just like XRP and Cardano. You have to leave like, you know, uh, three dot, you know, in your in your your ledger account. You can't transfer like 100 oh, percent. Right. If you if you accidentally transfer 100 percent, you'll never be able to get your money out because it pulls from that main account for the fees. <laughs> so. Um, you do have to be careful, but it, it earns a little bit less. And quite honestly, uh, with how these, these Trezor and Ledger and some of these other hardware wallets are offering these, uh, DEX exchanges and even sex exchanges, um, in By the, the way, he means CEX exchanges for those of you that, that are paying attention. <laughs> well, because he tried that on me earlier he kept on telling me about sex exchanges i'm like what the, what did you talk about a porn site called. dude no we're professionals here we don't talk about actual sex we're talking about cex professionals never talk about sex got it <laughs> <laughs> now i lost my train of thought so um they they have i know ledger because i have a ledger uh, they have both a DEX and a CEX uh, trading, and it's most of it, of course, most of the tokens aren't available to be traded because we're in the U.S., but it has that available, and there's some other services that they're expanding these hardware wallets into uh, so that you don't have to have your assets leave your hardware wallet. That's what they're trying to get to is keeping your your assets in that hardware wallet with no reason for them to go out anywhere else. I think that's wonderful, but it's going to, it's going to create yet another layer in this regulation because, you know, if, if they're going to have to have KYC, do you, are they going to make you KYC your, your ledger then too? Yes. So this is, yeah, <laughs> yes. this is, yeah. It, so it's, I remember the days of, when email first came out, it's kind of funny because it was almost the reverse. Uh, in order for me to get an email address, um, I had to go to what uh, the the city that I lived in, and the library had had something. Uh, it was a college town, so the college town library had had free email addresses that, that they give out, but they would only do it if they got your identification first. It's hilarious. Of course, years later now, you can get email addresses without that stuff. 
but finance wants to do KYC. Um, and they're, they're kind of moving toward that. And I just read an article today about MetaMask scraping, um, your IP address and your, your wallet address now, um, just so they can have that information, just like Facebook. Well, and it's, it's worse though. Well, not, not just your address. That's They're the first scraping step. Every account in your MetaMask wallet. Address. Here's what I think could happen with the U S Congress. I think they, they might say one day, if you have a crypto wallet, that wallet must be registered. You can certainly have it, but it will be illegal. Kind of like you can drive a car without car insurance. Uh, it's just when you get pulled over, that's when they get you. They'll be like, okay, let's see your, your license and insurance. Oh, you don't have insurance? Okay, well, that's a ticket right off the bat. <laughs> let's let's continue this conversation. Do you have any taillights that are out? And so I think it's going to be a lot like that. So if you have a wallet right now, eventually the government is going to be like, okay, uh, if if you want to, you're going to have to register that. Is that registered? You still using it? Is it registered? Well, you don't have to register it if you're not using it, but if you ever do, then you're in trouble. So I see that coming. That's, I think that's almost a definite that it's coming. Could you use a non-registered wallet? Uh, don't ever tell the feds about it. Don't ever claim taxes on it. You know, nothing like that. Wow, I've gotten a lot of polka dot rewards. I haven't been in here in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. Um, and and I uh, I inadvertently lied earlier because I have way more than five hundred dollars on Kraken. I forgot. Oh my I god, you broke your own stuff. I did. Well, I didn't think I did, but I have. Uh, I had bought some other stuff on Kraken at some point. Apparently, I was like, I logged in. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. I've been staking dots since they had started on Kraken and I I didn't put a lot on there but it has it has gotten bigger. Uh and in fact uh dot went down uh obviously everything went down the last couple of months. I bought some recently. So that's the only thing I have left on an exchange though I'm seriously starting to think about taking that off. I mean it's it's not a ton of money but it's not a trivial amount of money. I'm not as open about my $36 that I keep on exchanges as Mr. Titan but well, let me tell you, I I had I had quite a few thousand dollars over at Nexo. Um, they were they were paying ridiculous return rates. Um, I had some at BlockFi and I had some at Nexo. And when BlockFi went through, it was probably springtime of this year or maybe winter of this past year. When BlockFi started jacking down their interest rates, uh, Nexo didn't do that. Um, they kept their rates the same. So I took everything out of BlockFi and I dumped it over onto Nexo. Um, and everything there was getting between, I think the lowest rate I was getting on some of those coins was like 7%. Most of them were up around 10 or 12. And then... Uh, in late spring, early summer, I think it was, uh, they cracked down on Nexo when they did the same with BlockFi and said, oh, U.S. residents, you can't make that. Why? Because the U.S. government couldn't compete. The banks in, in America couldn't compete with that. So they just said, no, we're shutting everybody else down. You, you can't take your money, put it anywhere else and 
get more interest than you can get here. That's not fair. You know what's funny with BlockFi is uh, I had done the same thing. I had put some money in BlockFi and I was getting the, the, the good interest rates with that. And then I'd actually found out that they were storing their money on Gemini. And um, at a certain point, they switched from Gemini to FTX. <clears throat> and when they did that, the interest rates went down a lot. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Gemini. So I actually took the money off of off of BlockFi and put it in Gemini. And that's, of course, you know, I put it in Gemini Earn and that was the problem. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, I guess, I guess, I don't know, at the moment, I feel a little bit safer because at least Genesis is not FTX. But wait till next week. I mean, it, it, all they need to do is, is declare bankruptcy. And then, and then I'm not getting it back, or I'm getting back a, a trivial amount. I hear the people affected in the Mount Gox situation are starting to get their money back like this year. But Mount well, Gox they keep was, delaying that. Yeah, Mount Gox was so long ago that people had like 30 Bitcoin, which was nothing back then. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, right? we can give you 15 Bitcoin, okay? <laughs> <laughs> give me five. Just give me, give me, give five, me something. Give it to me. So, <laughs> you know." Uh, it might be if Genesis Financial gets the, um, uh, if Genesis Financial get, goes bankrupt or something six years from now, I'll get the point oh whatever Bitcoin that I have in there out and it'll be worth a lot of money. Bitcoin goes to a million dollars, then I may be happy. Well, you know, I, I've had many an argument with you both online and offline about this about this very topic of the regulation and and I lean very very hard towards just no regulation just get out of get out of the way let the the projects do what they're going to do and it's up to the individual to do their research and and they should be free to put their money wherever they want to put it and when sounds people, like you're dovetailing into our dumbasses speech yeah i am but uh i i really sorry i had to cough i really i really think that the people that make decisions like that have to be accountable to themselves right we we made our decisions to go into gemini earn and we didn't read the fine print. We didn't take the time to do it. We just saw that big juicy number and our greed took over and said, oh, my God, if I click this button, I can get 12% on my, you know, whatever. And we sit here and, and still profess, you know, oh, my God, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Right. So even even people who realize it don't realize it sometimes. Are you making a case for regulation? Because you're you're kind of you're trying to move away from my dumbass's speech. I'm not. No, um, because it that's the lesson here with with FTX, with Genesis, with all these these players. Regulation did not stop any of that from happening, and there's didn't already stop regulation. Right there's. It, it, uh, you're like tonight you're like on it you're like two steps ahead of what i was going to say uh, 
with FTX, we were don't they regulated? Way, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, they 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 were regulated to a <laughs> point. Was Gemini regulated? Yeah, they're regulated quite heavily, but there's always a but. They sent it off platform. Celsius, were they regulated? Yeah, they were kind of regulated. There was regulators looking at them and and that still happened. So it's the same. We can go and and I'm not trying to get political here. So I'm just trying to use it as an analogy. You know, you, you have even gun laws, right? And there's regulations around guns and people still get killed on a daily basis by guns. Regulation is not the answer to stop people from losing money or getting scammed or having inadvertent things like this happen. Regulations don't solve that problem. So to me, regulation is not the answer to the problem. It is a, a way to help the problem, but it's not a solution. Okay. So what I wanted to get into is generally along those lines. <clears throat> and that, that is, uh, you have a lot of people getting into crypto or well i'll say during the bull market we had a lot of people get into crypto we had a lot of young people get into crypto uh titan and i got into the gamefi area and i got a little bit into DeFi. um and you have a lot of young people getting into that a lot of first time people getting into that and they start getting some expectations based upon what they see on twitter what they see on discords and so on and and maybe what they what they expect what they see with the stock market and with with financial products in general but crypto isn't a financial product at the moment uh crypto isn't a uh it, it isn't like a stock well it's not a stock it's not a bond it's not cash it's kind of something different but of course, the governing bodies don't know what the hell to, to call it. They they don't they don't treat it like it's a separate asset. They say, well, all assets, no matter what it is, should go by these rules, and they're not wrong. <clears throat> um, I see a lot of wild west going on with crypto right now, and a lot of companies that deal in crypto, they're trying to. Now is the time for them to set that line. Now is if you want to make a lot of money while there's not a clear line now is the time to make your money so that's what they're doing they're, they're putting the pedal to the metal and making as much money as they can and once those laws get get figured out then they'll they'll scale it back they'll be like okay i was able to make two billion dollars while while the rules were unclear now that the rules are more clear we'll we'll go according to those rules or at least we'll get as close to the line as we're feeling comfortable um <clears throat> the problem is you have a lot of investors or, or, or people getting into crypto that don't know anything about finance whatsoever. Uh, they don't know anything about stocks. They don't know anything about securities or anything like that. And I can tell you, I didn't very much when I got into it. I mean, I had a 401k, but I didn't know a lot. And so they have a lot of wrong expectations about crypto. Um, and that, that's that's where the, the, the dumbassery comes in, because then people start getting bent about losing money. And <clears throat> it's kind of funny. Some of these places like BlockFi and Gemini, they've actually they're actually telling you places that you will lose money. You know, you we can't guarantee that you'll keep you keep money. 
but it's all hidden away in a TOS and stuff like that. And people get absolutely bent when they lose money. Like, oh my God, they promised this, they promised that. Yeah, but there's, you, you kind of should have known. Maybe maybe you, you, you thought you were in a spa safe space and maybe that was the problem. So I, I won't say that that's completely your fault, but it's not completely their fault either. It's kind of like if you were to, to buy a brand new Ferrari and then drive it over, drive it off a bridge. Who's at fault? The car company or you? Well, you should have you 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 were you probably took a driver's a driver's course. You know, when you were sixteen, you probably got a driver's license, so you had to show that you at least knew what the hell a road was and what road signs were and so on. So it's kind of your fault, but it could be the, uh, the the car company's fault for making a car that would go off the road, or it could be the state's fault for not marking roads well enough. Um, I like to, to, to point out that there's a lot of your fault in there too, if you're the investor. And that's, that's another thing I like to get into is, is crypto being an investment. <laughs> um, I don't, I keep telling people that crypto is not an investment, not, not just NFTs, gaming, NFTs, whatever crypto itself is not an investment. You're not investing in anything. You're, you're, you're betting, you're, you're betting that this crypto will go up. You're hoping that it will get a use at a certain point. It may become an investment. I think Bitcoin is probably the closest thing to, to becoming a real investment, but, but you're still just betting just like you do in the stock market. And people kind of overload the term investment to say, well, I invest in a new car when I do this. Yeah, that's, that's you do. Uh, you could certainly use that term. But it does have a, a, a very specific meaning to the federal government. And right now, it seems that the federal government, government is fighting with itself over what to do with people putting money in crypto and what rules they should follow and what, what agency they should follow. I know the SEC and the CFTC are, are both arguing about who's in charge and stuff like that. They all seem to want to be in charge. Um. But I, I think because there's not a lot of clear-cut rules, people make a lot of really bad decisions. I think that people need to be a lot more paranoid, personally. Um, well, there there even runs a risk, right? Because we keep standing on the rooftops here and shouting, you know, hey, get all your stuff over to a hardware wallet. <clears throat> Who knows if if a year from now these hardware wallets will, will end up being breached? You know, you just don't know. This space is still so new. Well, it, speaking of that, everything is a risk. Everything. That I have a story. So uh, we 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 run the the Crypto Faz Academy Discord, and on the Discord, one person which I won't identify. But if you if you join the Discord, I'm sure you can read this story. One guy um, made a uh, MetaMask wallet. <clears throat> and when when MetaMask made the wallet, he saw that there was funds in the wallet. Basically, he had become one of the luckiest people in the universe by generating a, a private key that was the same as an existing wallet's private key, which that is physically possible. It's highly unlikely. It's like finding somebody's grain of sand on an entire solar system worth of, of desert planets, but it's it's possible. And so this guy is like, well, what should what should I do about it? <laughs> I'm like, well, you 
probably, uh, if you feel honest, you should probably just forget about it and just move on and generate another wallet. He's like, well, no, what's it's worse. It's worse than you think because that guy technically has my wallet address. I'm like, what you put money in it? He's like, well, no, but I have money in it, money in in uh, another chain, which is which is generated by the same wallet company. I think it wasn't MetaMask. I think it was another one. And so he's trying to figure out what to do about it. And I'm like, well, you, you probably want to get your stuff out of that wallet and put it in a new one because now you have two people thinking they have the same wallet. But it is possible to guess somebody's private key, even on a Ledger Nano. And so I, I, I think that this guy is either the luckiest person on the planet or if it happens more than once or, 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 or three times, then there's something wrong with maybe MetaMask's algorithm that figures out these these wall, uh, brand new wallet addresses and stuff like that. Because it's, it's worth mentioning that all wallets, all possible wallets currently exist on the blockchain. Basically, what you do when you generate a valid private key is you can now have access to write to it. It's highly unlikely that if you generate a random private key that you will ever hit uh, a private key somebody else has generated. Like I said, it's like finding somebody's grain of sand on a solar system worth of planets, probably in a universe's worth of desert planets, to be honest, but it's still possible. However, if the algorithm is bad that generates these, these private keys, it might start forming patterns that you could start seeing other people's wallets. So yeah, even, even a hardware wallet right now is technically breachable if, I guess, if you had the right tools, but no one knows how to make those tools just yet. Maybe well, quantum, there, quantum computing could probably make that a problem. There, there is a a check digit in there. Um, so they've discovered, and I, I don't, I can't really define they. I, I read an article about it a long time ago, and the randomness is is everything in between the first word and the last word. So depending on what the first word generated is, the algorithm will make a matching set for that last word, meaning... I think you just, just went over my head and I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so so in other words, to make it real simple, the, the algorithm, when it creates that, that checksum for the last word of the seed phrase, it'll say, just using stupid numbers, this is not actual, just for illustrative purposes. If there's an E as the first word, first letter of the first word in your seed phrase, the last letter of the last word of your phrase has to also be an E. So they do that. On that. No, no, I'm using a really raw and just off the cuff way of doing it. But there, there is apparently a the the last word has to do has to match what the first word generates to make it a valid address, and that's just an additional layer of security because it adds a another exponential set of rules to just like I can go to Microsoft Excel right now or even Google Docs, right? Uh, Google Sheets. 
And I can make a 12-word random generator using the word list that's publicly available for where these seed phrases come from. And I can put an automated bot program and I could have that generated and thrown into like a, a running copy of Exodus wallet on my computer and just let that run until it hits on an active wallet. Well, that's why that check digit or checksum is there so that it can't be truly random. The last word has to have whatever rules the first word made in it in that algorithm. Otherwise, it won't be a valid way to do it. Does okay. that make sense? Did I do better with that explanation? Um, not for me. Let me see if I can find the article. Well, well, if I find the article, I'll I think it. I think you should point to the article and make make this a lot easier. I think he uh, just to dumb this down a bit that Titans tr trying to say that they have security to keep that kind of stuff from happening. But uh, I'll just say if the algorithm that generates these these private keys has a flaw in it some and somebody discovers it one day then perfectly safe wallets might not be perfectly safe there's actually a website actually if i'm not mistaken uh because they just posted the same the same time that this was posted on the cfa discord somebody posted a website that comes up with uh random uh private keys looking for wallets it does it all the time and you could you i believe it does it like once a second and it could be generating random phrases for the next 65 years and never hit on a wallet. But the whole point is these these private keys for your, your crypto wallet are, are so ungodly random. It's it's hard to even give people an idea of how random they are. But this guy apparently generated one and hit on a real wallet. So um, I, I think everybody will want to do that now, but it's extremely rare. What are we talking about now? Let's get back on our subject. <laughs> I think I was, <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought. Talking, we were talking about dumbasses and dumbasses, and dumbasses not, not, not calling people dumbasses per se, but doing well, dumbass things. I, I, I want to say that companies are dumbasses if they, if they, if they try to do this kind of thing where they, they say, well, we're fine, but our partners, well, who knows? The companies are certainly dumbasses, and people, it, uh, crypto investors, are dumbasses in my opinion. If they if they just trust these companies like Gemini and Coinbase, get your stuff in a hardware wallet, get it off of the exchange, because they will they they want your money there. They want they want to custody your money because when they custody it, they can make money on your money. But shit like this happens, especially during a bear market, and then everything goes under. Now, I, I have a feeling that Genesis Financial would be just fine if uh, if the value of Bitcoin started going up. If a bear, if a bull market happened tomorrow, I'd probably get my money back. But uh, it being a bear market and crypto going down and down and down, uh, whatever they're holding in Bitcoin is is also losing value. So that's why they're not paying anybody. So I'm finding a lot of articles on this, and the more I'm digging into it, what I'm seeing is that it depends on the wallet. So I dumped a GitHub article 
into the Faz Radio chat uh, CFA Discord channel. And I'm finding that maybe these wallets have different different ways of generating seed phrases from that that uh, that word list. Um, it could be that, like you had mentioned, whatever wallet that that gentleman in CFA was using has a really crappy algo for generating that seed phrase. Well, we don't. That's the part I don't know. I don't. I don't know how yeah. these seed phrases are generated. So shit could break. Who knows? But that's just. Again, we're talking about MetaMask wallets. We're talking about MetaMask wallets have twelve words for their seed phrase. Hardware wallets have twenty-four words for their seed phrase. So however complicated it is for for twelve words to be random, twenty-four is just ungodly. A lot more than that. Yeah, and and I was right. It's called a checksum seed. Yeah, you're 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 talking. You're you're talking. You're what you're talking about. Honestly, is how to make sure that a private key you generate is a valid private key that fits ah. all the rules of having wallets. It's not here. It is. It's not a way to make things more secure. Got it. I found the article I had read. I just posted it in Faz Radio chat. So that was that was what I read uh, when I first bumped into this a while ago. I recognized the little green worm. Um, so, with that being said, it 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 is something to be concerned about. But I, I really wouldn't start panicking that there's no safe place to be. There are safer places to be, which is a hardware wallet. A hot wallet like Trust Wallet or MetaMask is safer, in my opinion, than an exchange. An exchange is safer than putting a seed phrase uh, in a notepad document on your computer. <laughs> so um, as we go through, I'm sure that there's going to be uh, higher standards. I know that um, quite recently, there were some uh, some new evolutions in hardware wallet technology. They do a lot of the a lot of the new ones that came out in 2022 use the air air gap technology, where the device itself never connects to a computer or the internet in any way, shape, or form, which is inherently more safe <clears throat> than. Um, one that would maybe connect. maybe we should ex explain how hardware wallets actually work. I'll I'll, I'll do that go, really quick. We can go yeah we can go way deep into this though. Well, I won't go deep. I'll keep it, I'll keep it pretty. <clears throat> the way a hardware wallet works is a hardware wallet is technically a little computer all by itself, and the whole job of this computer is to hold on to a private key or is to generate and then hold on to a private key. That's all it does. It has, it has Ram in it that, that is, uh, can survive being turned off and on and stores that stuff in its Ram. You connect it to your computer via either a Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, or, or a USB cable. Um, a hardware wallet is basically a computer that's designed 
to be hacked. <laughs> it's designed to be hacked in that it's it's uh you can't it's it's hard to protect your computer against ha hacking. But somebody's made this custom little custom computer that's designed to repel as much hacking as as we know how to hack right now. And so it's if if you're going to store your 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 key anywhere, this is this is the safest place that you can do it. Um, but it doesn't transfer any information to the computer it's connected to. It simply just says a yes or a no. Like, okay, can uh, can Faz write to this wallet or not? Yes or no. And then and then you do all your security stuff on that little hardware wallet, that tiny little computer, and then it gives a yes or no. If uh, if it's yes, well, then it's going to send the, the, a secret encrypted phrase with only your key on it to allow you to be able to write to the wallet. Um, so that's how it's safe. Your computer can be completely compromised. Your, your PC could be completely hacked and full of malware, ready to steal your private key and your private phrase all you want. But it can't, but it's, it can't hack. Uh, even if your, your computer is completely compromised, a hardware wallet will still be safe. Um, you, won't, you won't be hacking the hardware wallet. Because a hardware wallet just gives the yay or nay to whether you could put something in a wallet or take something out. That's that's the short, stupid person version, which uh, I, I probably didn't say the best, but it's it's a safe place to to put your stuff. You don't want to have your your private key of your wallet sitting in Notepad on your computer because malware could just go read that. It'll, it'll it'll look on your computer and be like, hey, is he storing anything that looks like a seed phrase? Let's take this. Let's try it out. Is there a wallet in there? Um, so that's why it's it's safer than than using your own computer. That was a really good explanation. I hope so. I even understood that. Oh, good. <laughs> um, there, and of course, there's different companies, Ledger and Trezor and everybody else. Everybody seems to think that they have the, the, the most secure hardware wallets out there. I know uh, now it's worth mentioning that if you have access to this key, uh, to this, if you have access to this hardware wallet, you could theoretically hardware hack this thing. It's designed to to repel hardware hacks too, but if you get a hold of this thing, you're probably more likely going to be able to hack it than if you didn't get a hold of it. So you're probably safer when doing stuff over the internet. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, contention about that, especially with MetaMask because it is a browser extension. Those browser extensions are way more likely to have the ability to have it your browser hijacked um, and things exposed you can get your private key uh, for each of your wallets by basically going into your metamask and then copy paste and a lot of people even copy that throw it into you know their <clears throat> iCloud storage and their notes or I mean it's your security will be based on what you do to protect what's yours. I, well, viruses, I hate getting a new computer because I got to be typing that or copy pasting that stuff into a new computer and it, it drives me nuts. Well, viruses will actually, if you're talking about MetaMask, they're, they'll what do a, do a little overlay over the top of MetaMask, looking like MetaMask, but moving the buttons around and stuff and, and making it so that you're, you're clicking something when you're, you should be clicking something else. 
and that's that's how they get you with with uh, viruses on your own computer. So that's why those they're called hot wallets. That's that's why MetaMask hot wallets are are more unsafe than a hardware wallet because it's easy to lie to your computer. It's hard to lie to the hardware wallet. So another another great explanation <clears throat> that you gave me one time is that your hardware wallet seed phrase will generate a separate seed phrase inside the hardware wallet. <clears throat> and that puts that double layer in there, which helps tremendously as well. I just noticed that we have a lot of chat. Sorry about that, uh, Bony Chill. Yeah, we can see this chat now. I was clicked over in another screen, uh, starting to look up crap that that Titan was talking about and realizing this is probably not the forum to be talking about all that shit. I wanted to talk about dumbasses investing their money in dumbass ways and dumbass companies uh, uh, suckering people in. And dumbass companies can include, it's more than just dexes and sexes. It could be, you know, DeFi companies, gaming companies, whatever. Well, <clears throat> A lot of it goes into what we preach here is doing the research on things. And as we know, because you always call me out on this uh, for a couple of my calls that ended up losing us a, a bunch of money, there's a project that can look fantastic from the outside and have a, a docs team and, and everything about Black else. Black Eye Galaxy? Oh, my God. Here name we names. Go. Yeah. So, you know, it... It still can happen. And I, and I spent literally like four hours worth of research into that and dug into the people and dug into the platform. And it looked legit as all can be. And when they realized it wasn't working out for them, they pu literally pulled the plug and said, yeah, we're done here. And apparently showed up three months later with a brand new project. Um and, and you also have the other side of the failure, which is a totally legit team, totally docs team, people doing the right things with the right intentions, and they just run out of money and go under. That happens on a regular basis as well. You, you do have better odds, though, when you put that research in. Um, this is a lot of why we... we get into these debates on CFA about a particular token, or uh, I know a lot of this goes on in, in the gala channels about, um, you know, what, what is expected, what should be expected, uh, what is transparency, what is not transparency, what the marketing said versus what reality is. There's, there's a, a big gray spot in the middle. It's not black and white. And you have to sort through it and you have to, as Faz likes to say, place your bet on where, what you think. And you got to live with your decision. If you place the bet, you have to live with it if it fails just as much as you will love living with it if it pays off. That's what this is all about. And, well, and a lot of if, people if don't understand crypto, that. It's, it's up if, only. It's win. If you're buying crypto right now, you're making a bet. Uh, I would suggest also. I had a big diatribe on on CryptoFaz Academy that if you're buying stocks, you're you're making bets too. Um, I have a, a problem now with with now that it's been a few years in with crypto. 
with the word investment. People, people keep thinking that they could just sink their money into something and then it will just appreciate and get better and better. And it's starting to turn out that a lot of things that we thought are invest of investments kind of aren't. Um, I mean, stocks. If a, st if a company has 15 million shares of stock, uh, you, you don't really own part of the company, even though you technically own one fifteen millionth part of the company. You'll, you never have any kind of voting rights. You don't really have any any real anything with that company it's it's just kind of a it's just kind of a, a money moving game and the stock market and crypto both works they both work because more people are coming in later when, when you got into the stock market more people have gotten into the stock market every single year after you and when you cash out the money's coming from those new people not the old people and Crypto is kind of the same thing in a way. I mean, if you if you buy Bitcoin, it goes up in value and more people want it, right? Even if it is money. So there, there's a, I guess, I guess I see people demanding, they, they get very entitled. I, I demand this when they know that they're working with a market-based system. They might know, but they don't really know until the market goes down. And then everybody starts realizing, oh, markets go down. <laughs> this really sucks. You guys scammed me. Well, no, not exactly. You could tell, you could, I mean, it's like going into a, a, a casino, I think. You can tell everybody that this is a casino, you're going to lose all your money, and they'll come in with, with $1,000 and lose it all. And some people will still blame the casino. Uh, I think stocks and crypto are both a casino. And if I lost something, yeah, that sucks. Ultimately, it's me that 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 made the mistake. Uh, I'd like to see what I can get out of Gemini, but I don't think that I can really do a lot about that. I mean, I could probably sue them, but hey, they have more money than me. So, you know, if you have more money, you, you get more legal rights. Well, and this this space, even with regulation, when they put the regulation in, the odds of you being able to collect on something where it goes bankrupt is still not very good. So regulation isn't going to swoop in and, and suddenly make everybody liable for everything and create, uh, you know, a place where you can go get your money back. Does, that's, does regulation, that's not what it's for either. Does re regulation make the stock market fair? I mean, it's, <laughs> you it know, doesn't. Is, no. is regulation going to come in and make crypto fair? I feel like if you're dealing with the stock market or crypto, there's always got to be a sense. I think that people really need to get more educated about money, finance, and stocks and crypto in school, elementary school. You got to learn about finance because they, they tell you how to identify dollars, dollar bills and pennies and nickels, but they don't tell you how to spend it. I mean, they'll tell you, well, you should have a budget and stuff like that, but they don't tell you what, you know, what what can really screw you over. And people seem to find that out when when they're young and they have a lot of money to to, to blow on on apes uh, pictures of apes. <laughs> well, it, it 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 is right. So my kids know a ton about crypto because they get excited about it and and they do very well with with their crypto. Um, it it is a it is something that needs to be taught now. Getting that into the mainstream school system is 
probably not going to happen anytime soon. Well, finance needs and, to be taught. It doesn't matter what, well, you're, what you're exchanging well, value with. Again, the SEC, FINRA, all these regulation bodies, CTFC, all of them, all right? They didn't stop Enron. They didn't stop Bernie Madoff. If you've watched the big short, or uh, what's the one uh, with um, with Leo that uh, and uh, Wolf of Matthew Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, that still happens on a regular basis. Again, that's that's why regulation helps, but it does not solve if, the problem. If there is a rule, this is this is the funny thing about rules, and this is why why a lot of people don't like them. If you have a rule, then there is an exception. Uh, if if you have a don't do that. Well, what if, what if what if you're on fire at the time? <laughs> well, then I guess go ahead and do that. You know, like like don't pull the fire alarm in the school. Well, what if the school's on fire? Well, then do it. Well, okay. Well, what if the fire is a small fire? Well, you probably shouldn't do it. But just if there's just the trash can in a room in, in a classroom is on fire, don't pull the fire alarm. Just put it out. Uh, and the same thing goes with with you know crypto rules and stock rules and whatever. All the rich people they find out what the rules are. They step just over the line, and then they see how long they can get away with it. And then once they're confronted by Fed, the feds, they go, oops, sorry, and they back up over the line. So if you tell them where the line is, they're going to find loopholes, and they're going to step over the line. If you don't tell them where the line is, then they're going to start just defining where a line is, and then wait for a line to be drawn, then they'll step back. And during that time, they'll have made lots of money. And then they could they can pay for getting into compliance with the new line, of course, which they're going to play stupid ass games with. Um, so in, in money in banking, um, it's kind of like, even though there are, even though there are rules, there still aren't rules. And however much money you have is, is however well you're going to do. If you get lucky and have a lot of money and, and make a lot of money, then you'll know it. You can, you can afford to go to court. <laughs> well, and, and the amount of money that you have also depends on how much loss you can absorb too, right? So if if you were one of the early Doge people, right, who bought it not .00005 and it went up to 16 cents and you were smart enough to sell it at that point and you made, you know, $37 million and you take a million dollars of it and put it into, you know, whatever shit coin goes belly up that was a scam and you got rugged on no big deal you've got 36 million dollars left someone who is trying to get ahead and doesn't do their research and they're a typical american middle class you know family with you know $150,000 of income coming in and they're living pretty much paycheck to paycheck with a vac enough for a vacation every year and they see all these these people posting their wins with all these crappy projects that they got lucky on and they take you know the $50,000 that they were saving for their kids education and put it into FTX thinking it was a a safe place to be that's going to hurt them immeasurably. Yeah, this so, is what I don't understand. I, I don't understand why so many people put, uh, you know, FTX went down and so many people kept like tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars on an exchange and left it there. 
And I mean, from the very beginning in 2017, I was told to keep things off exchanges. Um, and I'm, I'm just surprised that so many people did that. But these exchanges, they look all slick and neat and new. And, and by the way, the FTX exchange was not in the United States. It was outside the United States, which is kind of weird why the United States is, is going technically freaking out over it. Well, that's that's another consideration. And that's something that we brought up in the research in the Emerging Cryptos channel is <clears throat> some of these projects that we were researching had uh, Bahamas as their registered company. And we'd look up the address and it was like a mailbox place, right? So <clears throat> that's a big red flag. Now, does that mean that everybody who does that is a scammer? Well, no. Well, of course not. They're going to go to the most advantageous place to get a corporation set up. And that might just happen to be the Bahamas. But th does that raise a flag, maybe a yellow flag or an orange flag? Sure. But then you have to look at a lot of other things before you give them your hard-earned money. And even then, it's a bet. All right. I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get tired. And it's... uh yeah. Far we've later we've gone in an hour and 15 minutes. Well, I'll be up for a while. I'm a night owl. I, I My whole life, ever since I was a young young kid, I, I'm more awake at 2 in the morning than I am at 2 in the afternoon. And that that screws me during the week when I have to go to my day job because uh, I'm up yipping with Faz till midnight and then dragging my tired ass out of bed at, at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning is no fun. Yeah, I got a lot of sleep last night, too, but I'm starting to get tired. It's late here. Um, I wanted to make sure that we got something out on Thanksgiving because uh, we do this two days a week. So, well, yeah, we, we definitely want to keep consistent and people decompressing from family today where maybe they haven't seen a lot of people. It, it's good to just chill, relax and listen to two idiots with a microphone spout off what we do uh so <laughs> two people talking around the water cooler finding out just just talking shit well not talking shit i don't i don't see us doing like what a lot of influencers do which is start saying this is the way it is more like is this the way it is <laughs> that's a good way to put it and i i are we I really always, that screwed? <laughs> well, we, we do. We have to throw our disclaimers out there and everything else. Um, but at the same time, we're we're figuring this stuff out just like you are. And like tonight, you know, we learned about checksums being in, in seed phrases. How many people actually knew that was a case? I I didn't know it was the case till I bumped into that article when I was researching a project. You should also put um, the, those links in the YouTube description because not everybody's on oh, CryptoPass. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I'll put them in the YouTube description. And uh, for all you people um, on Apple Apple Connect and stuff, uh, come over to the CryptoFaz Academy Discord. Yeah, or we'll have YouTube. links for all of that. <laughs> cool. All right. So let's wrap this up. Thank you very much, guys, for, for stopping by. And um, that's all I got. Hope everybody had a fantastic Thursday, or if you're in the U.S., a fantastic Thanksgiving. And we will talk to you for our regular Faz radio show tomorrow night.
Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, Titan. We have our uh, pre-recorded outro to do. Uh, can you, like, say your thing so that people will know? Oh, absolutely. Hey, like, subscribe, and throw some comments below. That helps us, which in turn helps us provide you with much, much better content every week. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for supporting the channel. And thanks for sitting through our pre-recorded outro.